Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the fashion. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The music. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. And the selfishness. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Hello, fellow 80s addicts. It's your old buddy Steve Spears from TampaBay.com. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sean Daly, pop music critic from the St. Petersburg Times, and this is a hot podcast battle today. Yep, we're here for Stuck in the 80s, show number 31, which is the first time I've ever said what show number it is. Just really? uh, Today More was trivia. special. 31 More is, trivia. Yeah. Which one did you say you, that you introduced yourself as Stan Gelato? Stan Gelato? It's, uh, <laughs> was it Stan Gelato? Or? Stan Gelato or something like that. Um, all this trivia, but this is a good one. This is a good one today. It's ACDC versus Guns N' Roses, the battle for the 80s, correct? Correct. Yeah. Who is the hardest rocking band of the 80s? You know, this started, I'll say this started, this would be a shameless plug for my blog, but this started as a good old-fashioned blog battle, you know, from the, old, from the olden days. The olden <laughs> blog battles. <laughs> from way before podcasts. And I basically said on my, on my blog... Which I'll, I'll shamelessly promote is sptimes.com slash blogs slash pop music. But um, just put it up there. I said, all right, let's do it. Guns N' Roses versus ACDC. If you're going on a trip, on a drive, and you can only bring one, who would you grab? Guns N' Roses or ACDC? ACDC. 99 times out of 100. Maybe even 100 times out of 100. Yeah, I'm just not a big them. Guns N' Roses fan. Ever. I'm on but the here, record but, on that. But, you know, it's interesting because 1980 was ACDC's Back in Black. Arguably, I'm going to say, the greatest rock album of all time, which is a, a, a huge statement. Because I think a lot of people would already say it's probably one of the top five for sure. I remember right? um, Rolling Stone had their uh, top 500 of all time. And I think it was of any album and it was number 76 which I think God, I canceled six. my subscription immediately <laughs> and number one you know the Beatles and Dylan were all in the top 10 of course but right yeah you know but uh, I was furious about that because I'm pretty the, the older I get the more I'm convinced that Back in Black is is, is got to be number one sure would you say you don't have to agree um, with me just because I have a gun best, in your head best, best rock album of all time that's a big statement that's there's a lot of stuff out there well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about them. the 80s. I'm talking about ever. But whatever. We'll get back to that in a second. But also, um, the reason I thought there was a close battle is because of the song Welcome to the Jungle and the album Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses, 1987, is, uh, is also up there for me. It's darn near perfect. Uh, I'm not a West Coast rock fan. You know, and it's got that... It's not, um, there's nothing... You oh, mean, it the, is. The Sunset it's, Strip? Yeah. It, well, it's, oh. so, it's so... Um, it's got that screechy guitar. It's got his... High pitched, yeah. You know, it sounds like rat. Sounds like it sounds like every other. Lady. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you saying bad stuff about rat? Oh yeah. I think Stephen Piercy's in town right now. Is he he'll really? Come, he'll come kick your butt. Well, I'm a big rat fan too. I didn't know that. Blog me, rat fans. <laughs> but anyway, you would think that ACDC would would, would be triumphant. But however, uh, on my blog, 35 people. We had 35 comments. Thousands and thousands of people of visitors. However. This is true. Almost as many visitors as stuck in the 80s. This is not true. It's almost true. Someday it'll be true. Uh, and um, But yeah, in the end, ACDC won, but it was a close battle. 
It really, really was. In fact, Guns N' Roses, a lot of people start off saying Guns N' Roses is, uh, was number one, you know? Well, you know what I attribute Gotta to? Gotta go I mean, with Guns N' Roses based on their vastly better fashion sense what? and the fact that you can't beat a little Hoosier guy named Bill Bailey transforming himself into Axl Rose. That was our first one. That's interesting. You know what Axl Rose stands for? No. It's an anagram for oral sex. Wow. I never knew that. Yep. Bizarre, huh? Yeah, it's a great name. And I know. It's like a, I start calling myself Axel Rose. But I mean, but the uh, I think I think the, it boils down to a generational thing because you've got ACDC, which was really hot at the in the late seventies, early eighties, and then I mean they kind of faded after about nineteen eighty three. Like they kind of took like a little after for those about to nap. rock. Yeah, no, after like um, what was it? For those about to rock was eighty three. Yeah. Okay. So after that, yeah, they kind of cooled. A oh, little I'm bit. sorry. I made a huge right now. Tons of people are 82. like signing. It's 82. 1981. I do apologize for right. that. It's 1981. So, I think you got the, you got the you got the older people like me who are more into ACDC, and you got the younger people like me, young, more spry, into, right, more handsome, can last longer in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and by longer, I mean 30 seconds, <laughs> as opposed to a measly 20. Uh, blue, the blue lights flashing <laughs> yes. in here. Waiting for the moral police to come here any second now. Yeah, but I think I'm, I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. I mean, I love Highway to Hell and um, some of their older stuff. Anything with Bon Scott in it, right? Bon Scott. What did he die of? Nineteen. Well, I, I have the date here. It was February twentieth, February twentieth, nineteen eighty. And and tell the people what he died of. What yeah. the coroner's? What the coroner's? Uh, of uh, cause of death was drunk himself to death. Drunk himself to death, and that's origin- in quotes. Yeah. Drunk himself to death. Right. I think death. that's actually what that's kind of a rock and roll corner. Oh, yeah. you know, because normally it'd be like you know alcohol consumption, but right. drunk himself no. to death. They found him, I think, in the backseat of his own car. He, you know, he fell asleep at night and woke up dead. Well, I guess he didn't wake up at all. But you know what I mean. <laughs> he woke up dead. <laughs> we got to keep that. He woke up dead. But uh, so, but he, I I still prefer <laughs> ACDC with Bon Scott. I mean, if truth be told, I, I like ACDC better. Are you truth telling right now? Truth be told? <laughs> Did you say? No, no uh, Brian Johnson. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, you know, well, I'm going to tell a little Bon Scott story. And I'm going to tell you why I go with Brian Johnson, but it strictly has to do with a woman. When I was, uh, <laughs> when I was Natalie Diffenbaugh? You know what? This is pre-Diffenbaugh, <laughs> but she does kind of come into play a little bit. But okay. when I was uh, 17 years old, I was a foreign exchange student. Like Long Duck Dong and Sixteen Candles, I was a foreign exchange student to Norway. Have I told a Norway story before? No, no. And uh, I stayed no. with a host family uh, of, of, of healthy Norwegians, all very, very attractive. And there was Mona, the mom, who never wore a bra, and she had tremendously large boobs, and she was there, you know, always walking around, <laughs> but with the shirt on. Okay. You know, pay attention to that. There's a little <laughs> foreshadowing. And then the father was Bjorn, of course. <laughs> And he was, you know, he was a pretty sharp dude. He wasn't never really sure of me. He's like, you're a dreamer. You're a dreamer, Daly. I'm not going to do a Norwegian accent, but... Yeah, it sort of sounds more Brooklyn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then there is Tor, my host brother, who I slept with. Tor? In his room. <laughs> Tor, T-O-R. And he was, he's 13. And then there was 15-year-old Trina, who looked like she was about 30. Sweet. And Trina was, I mean, no, no exaggeration. I mean, she was like Playboy material. I mean, unbelievable. And Trina and all her friends would always prance around in the nude. No. Yeah. And then, well, they'd have thongs on. In fact, the first day I was there <laughs> staying with them, this beautiful summer day, and like they always ate outside. The Norwegians are very outdoorsy people, you know? 
And so Mona's like, Sean, bring the potatoes to the outside dining, you know, area. Is that a code and so I, No, that's why I actually came out with the potatoes. I almost pulled like a Jack Tripper because when I came out, Trina would say like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. You know, and, she, and, her, and her, her, she's naked. She's topless. She's all tan, blonde. I mean, unbelievable. Like a Jane Mansfield or a Marilyn Monroe. Sweet. So anyway, um, she had a boyfriend named Fruta. Fruta. And Fruta weighed about 40 pounds. And his stringy, really ugly son of a gun, Fruta. You know, little, you know, and scrawny. You can see his ribs, you know. And here he is with this buxom, beautiful blonde. But Fruta loved ACDC. Not Brian Johnson, but only Bon Scott. And so Trina was making this beautiful, hand-knit Norwegian sweater. I mean, this thing would probably go for like a thousand bucks anywhere else. But it was this black and white sweater. But on the front, she had knitted, part of the design was Bon Scott, R.I.P. <laughs> and there was a drip of blood oh, coming off the page. But this tri- beautiful Norwegian, and she was <laughs> with this ridiculous slogan on the front. It should you know? have been a drip of vomit, if anything. So uh, I was really jealous about that. So like Fruta and I would battle, you know, and, and, I'd, be, and, and, and I'd be like, oh. Uh, Brian Johnson, he'd be like, no, Bon Scott, you know, and then he'd taunt, taunt me with his, 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 you know, Bon Scott sweater, you know, and he knew that I kind of had my eyes on, on Trina because she was hot. Don't pay attention to the 15-year-old thing. <laughs> Nothing bad happened. But anyway, halfway through my visit, I'm almost done with this story. Halfway through my visit, Trina comes out one day, and she's topless, and we're in the living room, and I'm watching, like, some sitcom or something like that, and Mona's there, the mom. And, you know, I'm like, ooga, you know, my, you know, cartoon <laughs> eyes, you know, like, you know, tongue uh, out. And Mona yells at Trina and says something like, Yahundu la kala. And she says, Mama, no. And she covers up her boobs and she ran back and put a shirt on. But ever after, after Mama, no, <laughs> she uh, never, I never topless again. Really? And then I felt kind of lecherous. You did know? you uh, did you find out what she had said? Did you, you, yeah, no, I don't know what Yaunku Laka. I'm not even sure if that's proper Norwegian. In fact, oh, I'm pretty man. sure it's not. So, so it wasn't like the cool. So it wasn't like a cultural thing that they were naked all the time. Um, it's just that the daughter was no, a, no, it is. Was a nymph. It's cultural. And then, in fact, we, we, they'd go to this place called Vigeland Park, and the, the young, nude Norwegian girls would play bicycle, where they put the palms of their feet together and pump like a bicycle. You're kidding. I swear to God, the bicycle. Like a- and Vigeland Park, all the statues were very, like, representative of, of, of human sexuality. So there'd be, like, this 40-story, like, erect penis, you know? <laughs> How the hell is that you and I are stuck in America, then? <laughs> uh, Norway, Norway is a beautiful, beautiful country, but, um, yeah, Trina. Trina Strum, the Strums. Yeah, our, our producer is only up a sign that says road trip. Right, Very our first funny. tour stop is. So Norway. anyway, so I'm going to support Brian Johnson only because that fruit. I'll get you fruit to one day. Fruit yeah, pro- yeah, but he was you, scrawny, and here he was. I mean, he was like one third the size of Trina, and she was like wrap enveloping him and and with her bosoms. God, I need like I need a <laughs> I need a song now. After this. Pick an ACDC song to celebrate uh, the, the, nudity, um, the nudity story. All right. How about Sink the Pink? <laughs> <laughs> Off of uh, Fly on the Wall. Cue, how about that one? Cue it up, maestro.
I do you have you know that song? I Sing love that song. Are you it's kidding? a great, great song. And that's off nineteen eighty five um Fly on the Wall album, which also has Shake Your Foundations and like many an A C D C album, it's quite underrated, I think. It's yeah. A good one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, have you ever heard Powerage? Powerage, I think it's called. Power that Age. Well, it's one word. Powerage. Powerage. I, know. I had a lot of blogs. Oh, you mean the one that just that... came out in two thousand? The, the most recent album. No, that was Stiff Upper Lip. Oh, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> Power Age, but I had a lot of bloggers saying that uh, Power Age is their, you know, one of their like their favorite, their classic classic. Classic. Uh, I have to, not to try it and yeah, see what's like. Yeah. But I, you know, my one regret in life, well, one <laughs> out of millions, is that I've never seen ACDC in concert. You're kidding you know? me. How could you not? How could you? I mean, as pop music critic, how could you? Have I hate, you know, people say that to me all the time. I'm sorry. Like I hate the Doors and. Uh, the other day, someone's like, hey, you're a pop music group. How can you hate the Doors? You well, should I be can celebrating see, their genius. Well, I can see why you might not like a group, but you would have at least seen them. I mean, you've never had a chance to see them? No. No. Did you want to see them? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. They're ACDC. I mean, you know, catch me on the right day, and I'll say they're my favorite group. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Have I you saw seen them? them? I did. I saw them back in <sighs> 1982. Lakeland Civic Center here in Florida. Even more reason for me to covet, second, covet your history. Second concert I ever saw. Really? Was yeah. AC, what was your first? Journey. Oh, yeah. God, Journey. you have a great one-two punch. Journey. Yeah. And then I think Rush was number three. What year did you see the, um, what was the ACDC show? It was uh, the, for, the, for those about to rock tour, oh. 1982. So, let me, one question. How loud are the cannons? Are you kidding me? I mean, I couldn't hear for a week. Really? So here, you want the story? Yeah, I want the full story. Okay, so this is 82. And so if you can put in a topless Norwegian... <laughs> This, I work I this story has no nudity. It does have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't even think I broke up with a girlfriend on this one or anything. The uh, so we're talking 1982, so I wouldn't have been old enough to drive. So back in the day, if I wanted to go to a concert, I had to get my my, my dad to drive me. Yeah. So uh, and Lakeland's about what an hour from here, hour and a half maybe, and that at the time was the biggest concert venue in town. There was no. Nothing in Tampa Bay that was that was larger. So really, yeah, everyone went to the Civic Center. Journey played at the Civic Center. So anyway, so we go over there, and this was back before you had reserved seating. So it's yeah. like the earlier you get there, you just run to the stage. Oh, like and general you, admission. Yeah, general yeah. admission. And so we get up there, and we inch our ways out. We're literally the second people back from the barrier. You know, we're waiting for. Uh, I think um, I'm trying to think who opened up for. It, it might have been Crocus or something like that. But uh, we get there, they come out. I swear to God, I mean, I don't even know that I understood a note or a word that came out of their mouths because it was so loud. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, just mind-bending loud. And, of course, they opened up with Hell's Bells with oh, the, the, the Brian giant, Johnson. Yeah, the thing weighs like 30 tons. Yeah, he comes out there and he's wanging on the bell and they play that. That's a great song to open the show with. So so we're there and I'm, I'm, I'm probably, what, 14 years old maybe at the time? Yeah. And there were two of my friends and... Uh, of course, someone starts. Some people start whipping out the old, you know, joints yeah. next to us, and uh, <laughs> did you? Yeah, oh yeah, did you, did you, you partake? Yeah, I did. And uh, so and you we, even know these people? No, that's old school. That's old school. That's this old school is, concert going where everyone like one yeah. joint could like. You had to. I mean, pass it among yeah, like you just did. People. So. Um, so I smoked throughout the whole... I don't even know if I'm supposed to be saying... I guess it's okay to say this in the podcast. I think it's probably out of your blood system. Right <laughs> yeah. like they can't catch it. So anyway, so I did smoke for like most oh, of the, the show. the Beam has... And, and yeah, there's something else there now. Else. God. Really? So it was awesome. So I, I got... I mean, I was major league ripped by the time the show was over. Yeah. Get back in the, the car. I can't hear a thing because my, my... And your dad is picking you up. My dad's picking me up. And so do you stink of the reefer? I'm sure we stunk of the reefer. Yeah. And he goes, how was the show? And I'm like... 
Oh, it was so great. I had the best time. No way. Oh, man. Every, every foul word comes out pouring out of my mouth. And not just softly. I'm screaming it because I can't hear can't anything. Those cannons so I'm just literally like screaming at the top of my lungs profanity at my dad. What's he saying? He's just, he kind of, he just kind of shaking his head going, like uh-huh, he, uh-huh, going... You know, he's like, well, you know. Had you ever dropped the f bomb in front of him before? Uh, I'm pretty sure I hadn't. <laughs> wow, that's a great story. So uh, he took us home, and I think the last thing he said to me before we, you know, he's like, he's like, well, you probably want to go inside and kind of go straight to bed and stuff. Oh, and uh, he's protecting you from, from my mom because she would have. Oh, uh, that's sweet. Open up a case of whoop ass on yeah. me for that. But uh, so I your dad's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Let's listen. Let's listen to a song to celebrate. Yeah, what the, a, um. What do you want? Do you yeah. want something from that album, or do you just know. want anything? What's a good? What's a good? Uh, do you want? Uh, uh, do you want Hell's Bells to celebrate the? Um... Yeah, Hell's Bells. What the hell? All right, here we go. Cue it up, my friend. What a fantastic song! I can't. I mean, that was a great concert. I've never had a chance to see him since, but uh, I would. I would go see him in a minute. Was there anything else you remember from that night? Oh yeah, actually, I bought this incredible concert shirt. You know, back then concert shirts ruled. Yeah, how much were they back then? Probably like, like, 50, ten bucks, fifteen bucks, ten, fifteen bucks, maybe. I think the ticket to the show was maybe fifteen bucks. God, that's great. But uh, it was a you know the jersey style concert shirt, and it had. Uh, Angus on the front with the guitar bursting out through oh, his yeah, stomach from yeah. the uh, If You Want Blood, You Got It album cover. So I, I bought that. It was, it was like a little cartoon version of it. So I bought that. And, of course, I think my parents were pissed off big time. They're like, well, that's inappropriate for someone your age to be wearing. So the next day I wear it to school. And uh, I was in debate class at that time. I, it was one of the electives I was taking in school. And I had to give a big presentation that day for my uh, you know, argumentative. <laughs> so here I am. I'm standing in front of the class with this. And everyone's just staring <laughs> at my shirt, going, yeah. "I mean, just they can't take their Does eyes that off." Help your it. argument or not? No, no, because I end up because you you compete against somebody else, and then um, when it was over, I lost. And I see, and you go over the reasons. You know, why did you lose? And everybody said, "I didn't hear a word you said." I was staring at that freaky T-shirt you were wearing. <laughs> That's great, Angus. So, Angus, Angus foiled me, foiled my argumentative uh, speaking <laughs> career. Yeah, Angus, enemy of the lawyers everywhere. The um. Listen to Hell's Bells. I, I I posted a blog question the other day about what I had been going to a lot of spring training games, and I you know I was I always lived up north where it's cold and I freeze my butt off, and uh, so I figured down here when in Rome, so I've been going to a bunch of spring training games. Yeah, I don't think people understand that in Tampa Bay, Florida. Here, there's what five teams train in this area, right? And what probably make three quarters of all the major league baseball teams train in Florida, right? So we got Rays, Jays, Phillies, Yankees. and Yankees at Legends and, Field, and uh, Pirates down in Bradenton. But I went down to um, uh, Progress Energy Park or Pro- Progress Energy Field, or whatever it is, where the the Rays play. It was Rays Red Sox, and Rays slugger Johnny Gomes was approaching the plate, and he was playing Lincoln Park and Jay Z's mashup. Do you know that no. encore and numb? It's <laughs> awesome. I was like, it was pumping me up. So I started to think what song I'd want if I if I had like you know God had blessed me with an athlete's body and a poet's mind instead of the other way around. <laughs> and um, 
And I'm like, and I thought of Hell's Bells. But then I'm like, you know, I really had to take my time because you want to get to the bells part. That's like a 45-second you know? intro. <laughs> so the ump would be like, daily, get in the batter's box, you know? <laughs> and I'd be like, hold on, I gotta like kick the dirt out of my cleats. You know, so then, but this is, and this is, this is genuine, then I was thinking that the perfect one would be the first 32 seconds of Guns N' Roses' Welcome to the Jungle. Because I think it's the most, I think it's, it's, it's probably the... I don't know, I want to say You want to say the most exciting 32 seconds in rock and roll yeah, history. Is that crazy? I can't uh, say that because the Who, like, won't get fooled again is pretty exciting. I mean, there's tons. I'm very hyperbolic today. Yeah. Or, or um, even the Who's... Uh, but I'll say the 80s. From I'll, say, I'll, I'll just say 80s. But then it's like, it's a great song. And that's why I thought it's all part of the argument about, you know, ACDC versus Guns N' Roses. That song is just pure... Rock and roll perfection. But my question to you now, and I had some other ones too, because I, I was joking about that center centerfold by Jay Giles band would be my because because <laughs> of my fantasy life, I'm dating Carmen Electra, and that's kind of my nod <laughs> to her. Um, but uh, but what would your at bat song be? Jeez, I never even thought about that. Um, off the top of my head, I would say either Superman by REM, which is a good oh song. wow, yeah, yeah, or or like Wow Wipe Out by the Hoodoo Gurus. I don't know that song. Oh, Can you cool. sing a little bit? No, I can't sing it. Do we have a clip of that? No. <laughs> well, we'll do a we'll do a hoodoo. That's good. Those show. are two good answers, though. So. Yeah, we had a. Uh, I didn't print it out, but a lot of people were saying some of the obvious, like you know, John Fogerty Centerfield, which is a fun song, but kind of obvious. But then a lot of guys are saying Motley Crue, like uh, Girls, 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 or because. Uh, you know, the reason would be all the girls would be going crazy in the stands. And you know stuff. what good one they used to have was when Miguel Cairo played with the Devil Rays a few years ago. Whenever he came up to bat, they'd play "Walk Like an Egyptian." <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can, but you can pick them. I think, yeah, because all the Yankees, like all those guys, walk up and it's always like this hard, the hardcore rap songs. And like uh, I remember Miguel Tejada played for the Orioles, and he'd walk up there and be some really like you know some song from the Dominican <laughs> Republic. You know, and he'd be like, "What?" But uh, but anyway, let's talk a little about Guns N' Roses. And okay. you, admittedly, you are not a fan, correct? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just don't like him. I think Axl Rose is a. Just, I don't know. I just don't like him. I I was at I J- uh, a pizza joint called JJ's, which I know you frequent often because you enjoy their Strombolis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was talking I about I was I was talking about <laughs> this a little bit, and somebody said that uh, Axl Rose is the greatest frontman in rock history, and it was a really what? hot waitress who said that. And she was so adamant about it, and she was so hot that, that, that <laughs> like, I was. I, I, agreed I think with I know which way she's talking. And I about. gave her a thirty dollars tip, which I didn't, I didn't <laughs> which I thought was ridiculous. But you know, but uh, he's. I think he was a great frontman. I mean, now he looks like Winnie the Pooh. He's got those weird cheekbones and like you no, know his I, whole face is puffy. <clears throat> God, but he was a great, man? great frontman. I'll give you this. I don't even think he was the best frontman in the eighties. I give me David Lee Roth. I would take David Lee Roth oh, over see, him. Now you. Um, who else would I take? You set me up. You well, rope doped me with that one. <laughs> I gotta agree. With I didn't Van even Halen. think about that. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd have to go with David Lee Roth. I'm sorry. Yeah. How about um, would you say Slash is the best guitarist of the '80s? Oh, um, then you got Eddie again, don't you? Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's, Slash yeah, is great. I'll give Slash more credit. I, I would rather listen to Slash than listen to uh, Axel any day. You know, the thing is, Angus Young. I, you know, the thing is, I agree that ACDC is. I, you know, they're my favorite. But Slash is. You know, Angus is God, but Slash is up there, man. He's really, really good. Yeah, he's good. Do you know the whole story behind uh, Angus's uh, schoolboy outfit? I don't. There's actually a story. You know, every, everyone who knows ACDC knows that um, Angus Young pretty much comes out on stage dressed as a schoolboy. Yeah. Um, 
It goes back to when um, the band, which started in Australia back in 73, uh, when he was 15 years old, he, supposedly he came straight from school to band practice. And um, I guess, or maybe even went straight from school to a show and was so late that his sister just said, you know, just go on stage. Don't change. We don't have time for that now. Just deal with it. And so he just basically went on stage straight from school and uh, people loved it, thought, thought it was kind of cool and it stuck. Don't you think it's a little creepy now? Well, since he's, what, 60 years old? Is he six? I was thinking no. about how, how old are those guys got to be late 50s. They're late right? 50s. You know, one of them lives here in Florida. Brian what? Brian Johnson lives in Sarasota. What? Which is about an hour south of us. He does? Yeah. Oh, I got to set up that profile. Sweet. That's cool. Yeah, I'll tell so. my Bon Scott story. Yeah, it's funny because they're Australian. Here we are getting off the getting off of Guns N' Roses, but they're, they're an Australian band, but most of them are actually British or Scottish. Yeah, somebody in my blog, I think, I think it was my blog, somebody told me a story that he... Um, he li- they they met him backstage, and Brian Johnson likes to talk about two things: blues and women. Sweet. And like, I think he's a Jim Beam man or something. I'm not sure. That's but, good. Um, but yeah. All right. What do we want? We want a little. Let's play a little Guns and Roses. Yeah, I feel like we're. Um, you, you, I need. To, I need to have some evidence that uh, they even belong in the same sentence. All right. So hero. let's do. How about Paradise City? Sweet. A little bit of Paradise City. Let's play some of that. Here we go. I'm starting to really? feel it. I'm awesome. So, I see. You know I is? can see through your shirt that you're feeling it, too. <laughs> well, it's kind of cold in here, too. <laughs> you know, but if, I, if I'd seen them live, that might be the difference. Have you ever seen... Uh, listen, not only have I seen them live, but the reason, a big reason why I like Guns N' Roses so much is they proved to me, at a very young age, that there is a higher power, Steve. Would you like to hear my story? I insist. This is gonna. This merges religion and uh, getting drunk on Jägermeister. Oh, stop. And so I, I, need, oh. <laughs> I believe I'm 19 years old. I believe I'm 19, maybe 20. And uh, it was during the summer. I'm living with my mom in, uh, right outside Baltimore, Maryland. I just want to stop you right here and just say that no good story starts with, I'm living with my mom outside of Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> I am going to change that trend. I'm okay. going to prove you wrong. Anyway, so some college friends from Syracuse. <laughs> That's right. Let's go orange. Syracuse. Uh, come down to visit me because Guns N' Roses and Skid Row are playing at the uh, Capitol Center, which is now destroyed. But the Capitol Center in Landover, Maryland. So we start drinking. Somebody got a bottle of Jägermeister. And we're really we're drinking beer and we're, we're doing shots of Jägermeister. And we're breaking a whole bunch of laws. Let's just be honest right now. We're not doing you having your reefer madness like you like to told you. <laughs> But we're drinking, and, and we're, we're cruising down there, and I have to meet a friend. I have to meet a friend at, in his seat at, you know, this is another friend that, that, that lives around me for this show at the Cap Center. And so we're going down there, and I'm pretty much blotto halfway down. And we're doing dumb stuff like, you know, you know taking a whiz on the side of highways and stuff like that with uh, cars whizzing That's by. the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, by the time we get there, we're all blasted. Right. Okay, we're all blasted, and, and like appetite is just cranking from the car, and we park in the parking lot, and as soon as we open the door, one friend is just hurling everywhere. 
He never makes it in. He never makes it in. He f- passes out, you know, passes out in the car. When we come back out after the show, he's dancing in his own vomit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the thing is, it's a happy ending because he's, he's really enjoying himself. <laughs> he's in this little jig like an Irish chicken in his own puke with his socks on. But anyway, I can't even see. I mean, I am just gone, okay? And I say goodbye to my friends because I have to go find my other buddy and I have my ticket. I have no idea where I'm going. Okay, and after I give my ticket to to get in to get in the show, I totally lose my ticket stub. So now I don't have my ticket stub. I can't see. I'm closing one eye, Steve, because you know that the oh, that, spins, that the stand up spins I got. I'm like, what am I gonna do? So I just all of a sudden I'm just kind of wandering around, and I wander into one of the portals. I have no idea where I'm going. I mean, really, I wander into one of the portals, and all of a sudden I feel a hand grab me. And it's my buddy. And somehow, through the faith of, 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 of a higher power, God let me fa- find my seat for the Guns N' Roses show. And I missed a whole bunch. But my buddy pulls me in and says, where the you know, heck have you been? And I just kind of smile at him, and I start rocking. <laughs> I, just, I don't say a word. I'm like, woo! I just start rocking. And anyway, it was a great show. Slash did the Godfather theme. I did see some of uh, Skid Row, and they did a, their classic song, Get the Bleep Out, have you know that one? No. Skids fan? Sebastian Bach, you ever a Skids no, fan? No, I'm, I'm I, I told you, that whole genre just oh, man, you're leaves me cold. Out. I know. You know, I did like Quiet Riot, but that that was about the last. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I like Quiet Riot, too. Yeah. That guy no, wears a really bad wig now. Yeah, but it's, it's really embarrassing to admit that you like Quiet Riot. So how are you with Jägermeister these days? Is it still like your weekly? I link? can't drink it. And that really? buddy who I met, who and he always laughs about it, too, that it was just like divine intervention that I found that seat. But he now, like every time he comes to visit me, he'll buy me like a shot of Jaeger as a joke. Then I'm like, dude, you know I can't drink glub glub. <laughs> like, woo! I can drink that. I can drink Rumpelmans and all those college drinks. Yeah. The one I can't drink without, I think it's like psychosomatic now, but... If I have a shot of Southern Comfort of SoCo, oh, I'll, I'll spew everywhere. Why is it suddenly everyone calling it SoCo now? Do Ooh, they always call that, it SoCo? Is that a real pofa? You're really on the... I'm loaded now. Actually, my whole cup's filled with Jägermeister. Actually, I did that one time. I did like fill a whole glass with Jägermeister and ice and drank it oh, down. God. Watching the World Series back uh, in the late 80s. And uh, it's one of those experiences like where you're like, you drink and you're like, you know, this stuff's overrated. I, you know, it's, it's not having any. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you wake up, it's like two o'clock the next afternoon, and uh, yeah. your friends are mad because they've had to, uh, you know, basically clean up for uh, vomit. Uh, yeah, I know. But I know. I love it. I miss it's great. it. You know, I haven't gotten blasted in a while where I just totally can't even see straight. You know what How we had to do is a whole podcast. How many times this week? Be honest. <laughs> I was drinking last night. Should we do the drunken podcast? No, we should do a podcast where we tell all our drunken concert stories. Because I've got lots, but they're just, you know, yeah, Sting, sure, in Gainesville. We gotta, we, we get Gina to, back too. Though. Yeah, have we given our shout out to Gina yet? No, we're gonna go see her after the show, though. I know. Gina's I uh, for those who don't remember. <laughs> That's a stupid thing to say. For Everybody those remember. who miss actual genuine content yeah. in podcast, Gina yeah. will be back hopefully right. soon. Right? She's she's still in the hospital. She's back in the hospital. Here and but uh, you know supposedly she's doing a lot better. She's finally turned the corner and hopefully she'll be back with us soon. I know she's cringing listening to us even talk. You know these yeah, days, cringing because the because <laughs> <laughs> lack of the, talent. Yeah. But let me say a couple more things about Guns and Roses. One, Definitely. Appetite came out in 1987. So if we're doing ACDC versus Guns and Roses, and it's you know it's a pretty close fight. I'm gonna say, but ACDC had seven years. True. 
but still, Guns N' Roses, when they came out, they kind of bridged metal and grunge. Like, you know, yes. they got from Rat to Nirvana, and they were they, that raw sound. You know, and there was something going on there. And I'm hoping we can listen to, and this is kind yeah, of Give a, me one more song to try you to You should love yourself. this song, because it's basically your theme song. It's Used to Love Her from the uh, Guns N' Roses GNR Lies album. Remember Used to Love Her by I Had to Kill Her? Remember that one? No, but I Let's think... hear a little bit of that. Okay. You're going to love it. Here we go. Go ahead. You know that song, right? I think you are my urban muchacho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a uh, anyway. That's a great album, and you know what? I still listen to Guns a lot, and I still listen to ACDC a lot. And I think a lot of people are listening to this, uh, this podcast are like, "Oh, it's obviously ACDC," but. You'd be surprised out there just to read a couple more um, in defense of Guns N' Roses uh, blogations on my blog. Uh, one person's Clay fan says, Guns N' Roses, hands down. I'll put their first album in the top 10 rock and roll albums of all ta- time. They had so much potential. What happened? To somebody else, this is Gee. Gee says, I'll spot you Bond Scott and still take Gunners, even if I'm stuck with the cornrowed, cheekbone implanted Axel and his rent a musician band version. ACDC has one speed. Gunners have the far greater versatility, mixing blasts of hair metal heat with tasty <laughs> servings of the slower stuff. That's actually anyway. well written. I like that. Yeah, that's Gee. He's a good blogger. He's, um, he, he's, he's pretty smart. But anyway, so there you go. I mean, you know, uh, incredibly influential band of the 80s. Very controversial. And controversy always helps with rock and roll. But in the end, am I going to pick one? I'm going to pick ACDC. And like, believe it or not, little uh, personal tidbit, I like to start each morning with a little ACDC, Steve. I usually, uh, on my commute to work. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I- yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's not very interesting, but that's all right. <laughs> Ah, the magical music. It must be named that 80s tune time. Oh, this, do we have any it. winners last week? We had two winners last week. As everyone knows, Name That 80s Tune is our little uh, contest here on our Stuck in the 80s podcast where we play a piece of an 80s song. And then uh, you email in with the artist and the name of the song, and you get a chance to win a TBT baseball cap, right? Excellent. And I think this is like week four. So anyway, you want to hear last week's clip? I do. Here we go. Ah, do you recognize it? I don't. Uh, it's, it was a tough one this week. So the actual answer was, uh, it's uh, the Red Rockers with China, isn't it? Yes. We're all nodding our heads. <laughs> isn't it? You don't even know. So. Thank God for our producer. <laughs> That's what it was, man. That's, so anyway, we did have two winners. We had a lot of people who guessed wrong. So it, but uh, the two winners are... How many ma- people? How many people entered? You know, most of the time, people don't even enter unless they think they know it. Yeah. So I Who mean, guessed we, wrong? What were some of the wrong guesses? Oh, uh, A New Attitude. Bar Patty LaBelle? Yeah. Wow. That was one. Um, oh, six one, I see. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't want to give it away. Go so ahead. we do have two winners. One is uh, Matt Bomer from uh, Sacramento, California. That's Bomer, not Boner. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. And, the uh, new light was off. Six from... Uh, our friend Six. I love Six. And Six, please, come to my blog more often. You're great. You're a breath of fresh air. 
but uh, six from New York City one. So they both have their. I've already sent their baseball caps out to them. So really? by the time you by the time they actually hear this podcast, they might actually be wearing the, their hats. I think six should send us a picture of her with the the baseball. Cap I asked on. her to send a picture. She said no. Yeah, because you're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't be the first person I've asked who said no. <laughs> so anyway, here's uh, everyone get ready because here is this week's clip. Ah, a little bit tougher, you think? I like it. You like it? You I know, like which, it. you know. What I it know is? exactly what it is. Okay, let's we'll play it one more time. There we go. So, if you think you know the answer, email us at stuck in the eighties. You're going to be giving out a lot of uh, hats this no, week. No, no, I only give out two. Stuck in the eighties at Tampa Bay. Well, what if like 50 people win? Will you sell out, sell we, out 50 we draw, hats? We have a drawing from oh. the 50 people. So you can you, only give out two at a time? I can probably give out more. Is that what TBT said? Like cheapos? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. So, All right. So anyway, there's, there's been some people out there who said that our, uh, our name that tune contest is a little too easy. Ooh, I think, talk. I think sometimes it is. You know, it just depends on what kind of music you listen to. But So uh, our engineer, Mr. Dave Morrison, has concocted a, a special challenge just for you. And so what we've done is we've put together five songs, a piece of five songs, and uh, we're going to play it for you a couple times. You've got to name all five artists, all five songs in order. And uh, if you get this one right, we will send you a hat, a T-shirt, an autographed photo, and anything else you really an autographed. Really, no yeah. one's going to get this. Let me just say that you guys played this for me, and it's hard. It is. It's hard. extremely hard, and I'll be surprised if anybody gets it. You can maybe get like two. I, I got three of them of the five when I heard it. You know who's going to get it is a computer nerd who can somehow slow it down. Tardy from last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> six will get it. She'll like spend. Uh, six is great. She'll get it. I'd like to have six next time you're down here. We'll have you on the show. Yeah, come, come down, down for Saint Yankee Pete. spring training. So here we go. Cue it up. Hey, 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 hey. Wow. Now that I'm sorry. Play that, it two more times. Two more times. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. You want one more time? Another. Now listen, listen, and, and you're gonna have to play it over and over again. Here we go. There you go. Five haze in five seconds. And our producer did that? Yep. He's good. He's a talented so, man. Once again, if you think you know him, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com and let us know. We'll let you know. If uh, if you can't get it, if it's too hard and nobody gets it, we'll offer a couple clues next week. We'll, we'll give you a couple hints and we'll make it a little bit easier for you. That'll be fun. So anyway, so back to Guns N' Roses in the in the. You know what? I just want to rock out. Can we rock out a little bit? Yeah. What do we got? Uh, how about a little? Can we play a little Shoot the Thrill from yeah. ACDC? Here we go. Shoot the Thrill. I love that song. I do too. I do too. More music. More, more music. music. One more. One uh, more. One more. One more. How about let's have a little uh, Rocket Queen by Guns N' Roses. Sweet. Cue it. Hey, 
fantastic do, art. Do you, do you want to hear anything? No, I'm I'm good. Yeah, that was a good one. I, I like. Uh, we haven't had one with a lot of music in a while. Yeah, except for the last, <laughs> except for the last hey, thirty-one. Which reminds me too. Everyone else who's out there who wants to email us with uh, show ideas, or if you wants to start doing more alternative music, or you wants to start doing some more movies again, uh, feel free to email us anytime at stuck in the eighties at tampa dot com, and we we always answer our emails, and we always. Uh, we always have a good time. Let them know about your blog again. Oh, yeah. Check out our blog, too, at uh, com slash blogs slash ATs. Yeah, and mine is www.sptimes.com slash blog slash pop music. Sweet. Yeah. So anyway, I think we should wrap it up. I think we should wrap it up with the one song we haven't played yet. I know. You know what? Some people are going to think that that song is Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, but we did not play that. But instead, the even more obvious choice is probably the number one bar song. Look, I'm hyperbolic. This is the third time I've done it, but I'm going to say the number one bar song. At least song that's played in bars, at least up in Syracuse. (laughs) <laughs> That's right, Peter Kofsky. Anyway, <laughs> up, in, uh, up in Syracuse. And what is that song? Should we tell them or should we just play it? Let's just play it. And, All right. and so enjoy the sweet tunes of uh, Brian Johnson and Angus. And we will meet you again here next week, still stuck in the 80s. Bye, everybody. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online departments of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. The weekly podcast is engineered by Mr. Dave Morrison. Special thanks to David Peterkowski for our show opener. If you'd like to blog us, please do. Our blog address is www.tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And remember, you can subscribe to the show at iTunes. Peter Kofsky. Peter Kofsky. He doesn't like me then. He thinks you shave your balls. <laughs> <laughs> really? So he's really got an issue. He's more of a nair kind of guy. <laughs>